You're listening to Biztainment Weekly, with host Scott Janae, presented by Magazine Jukebox. All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Biztainment Weekly, your latest and greatest on business with entrepreneurs, innovators, technology, new technology. Uh, we're going to talk to all kinds of people, even even intrapreneurs. So I'm excited to get the show rolling. And again, welcome to the new Biztainment Weekly. I am your host, Scott Janae. I am here in the Norfolk Gather Work Studios, and we are presented by Magazine Jukebox, which is a digital magazine rack for commercial spaces. might see it playing up behind me. Uh, all right, so what we're going to do for this show is, which I'm really excited about, is that our producer, executive producer, Mr. Aaron Torres, who you all have not officially met yet, is going to honestly just ask me a couple of questions. So this is going to be a really short podcast. Uh, but it is designed to do an introduction for Aaron and to get Biztainment Weekly off the ground and moving. Don't forget, if you enjoy the shows, if you enjoyed MJB.live before and you enjoy this show, please reach out to us so that way we can get you on the show. Uh, even if you are not an entrepreneur, maybe you're an intrapreneur, somebody who works like in their own business inside a business, uh, and, and you want to talk about your successes or even some of your failures, we certainly want to talk to you. Because not everything is about success. Sometimes you have to fail to win. And uh, we certainly uh, would like to learn from uh, those mistakes. So that way, those who are listening can potentially curve out a way to not have those mistakes and uh, focus more on success. So anyways, without further ado, let's say hello to Mr. Aaron Torres. Hello, Aaron. Hello, Scott. He is a man of many words, as you will notice. He said to me about the show, he goes, Hey, Scott, I'm, I'm cool doing the show. Just don't put me on the show. And uh, I guess we're going to be okay with that. Right, Aaron? You cool with that? That's good with me. <laughs> All right. So just a little background on Aaron. Uh, Aaron, you graduated from? Shenandoah University. That's right. I was going to say another school. I'm glad I didn't. Okay. So Shenandoah University. And he was their pitcher. On the bench. On the bench. Well, hey, someone's got to warm it up, right? That's right. Especially during the winter or the fall. Well, you guys don't play during the winter, so you play during the fall. Summer sport. Oh, well, see, I'm way off. So glad I'm wearing a Los Angeles Dodgers hat, acting like I know anything about baseball. Okay, uh, and Aaron, you studied marketing, and you really enjoy marketing, correct? Correct. All right, awesome. And how much podcast experience did you have before you started working for Magazine Jukebox? Zero. All right, awesome. So this should be perfect. <laughs> All right, awesome. So look, uh, Aaron has some questions for me, so I'm going to allow him to ask away, and I'm going to answer them the best I can. But again, thank you, everybody, for joining us and listening, uh, and I'll make sure that we plug in uh, on here how to find us and make sure you follow us. All right, go for it, Aaron. Tell us about your past and what you currently do. Okay, yeah. So my past, uh, I am a serial entrepreneur. Uh, I have, um, well, let me let me go back a little bit further. So uh, I was really born and raised in Los Angeles, California. Well, actually, Hollywood, California, but most people know Los Angeles. And uh, I grew up in a uh, you know a one bedroom, uh, single wide mobile home uh, on my grandmother's ranch with my mom and my brother. And I always admire my mom so much because, um, you know, she she struggled. She certainly struggled in life. Um, she was a waitress and a bus driver. 
Um, but she had a passion for horseback riding, which is where I ended up getting into horseback riding. Uh, don't do it anymore, but I used to do it. And, uh, but I, I admire my mom because I always say like, you, there's this cliche that's out there that says every morning you get up and you make your bed. But my mom had to make her bed because her bed was our living room couch. And so it wasn't a easy thing for her by any means, but she did it every day and she did it without complaint. And I really admire her for that. Uh, fast forward, she ended up owning a, a real estate company doing very, very well for herself. And, uh, now she's in her seventies and, uh, you know, enjoying the retirement life up in the Tatchby Mountains of California. So, um, so yeah, so then for me, uh, it, I got bit by the entrepreneur bug probably when I was about 13 years old. And I had launched my first company when I was about 19 years old. Uh, and I call a lot of these companies coattail companies because they already have proven track records. And uh, one of them was a construction company that had epic fail with. And then another one was a pest control company I did a little bit better with. Uh, then when I did this dot com with this partner, and uh, again, epic fail. But I say epic fail because it could have been so much better. Uh, I did end up getting uh, purchased out, but um, uh, it could have done better. And then uh, then I started uh, working in the insurance world. Uh, started started at Geico. Uh, then I went to Virginia Farm Bureau. I realized I loved insurance, but I didn't really love working for people um, as much, and it just wasn't for me. And so then I ended up uh, opening up my first uh, insurance agency about 10 years ago. Uh, about six months after that, my wife, Lauren, who's amazing, um, also the CEO of our other companies and uh, the CEO of the house and basically the CEO of everything in my world. Uh, Lauren, she um, she came on board, started learning insurance, and about a year, year and a half in, the company came, the, the corporate company, the big uh, umbrella company came to us and said, hey... Uh, would Lauren be interested in opening up her own agency? And uh, sure enough, she did. And uh, since then, uh, we grew from zero scratch to a little over $9 million in in uh, revenue. Um, we had a couple of successful exits, a couple of mergers in there. And then it wasn't until right before COVID hit that my wife and I, we were talking about diversifying, and we wanted to open up a coffee shop. And I had this vision for uh, this coffee shop that would be called Coffee and Cream. We actually bought the domain, and we had all these uh, hopes of having ice cream and coffee and how you can mix certain ice creams with coffee to make it a specialty drink. And then I had this vision for this magazine wall, and much like Barnes & Noble, because I, I loved going to Barnes & Noble. I always, I've always gone to Barnes & Noble uh, to grab a magazine and to get inspired. Uh, I really enjoy... Uh, Inc. Magazine or Fast Company really enjoy um, uh, a slew of others. Uh, York or um, what was it? Uh, yacht Magazine. Uh, that was my inspiration when I always said want to own a yacht one day. And uh, but now as I'm older, I don't want to own a yacht. I may want to rent one for a week, but I definitely don't want to own one. Uh, and so um, yeah, so we started saying, okay, we'll, we'll set up this coffee shop. It'll be a great idea. It's a great way to diversify. Uh, we had about, uh, you know, about 10 employees at the time. And so we did. So we started, uh, well, I said we did. We started looking at locations. We started scouting and started talking to uh, coffee, commercial coffee grade uh, companies. And then boom, COVID hit. And so when COVID hit, we knew that we had to do something for our staff. We wanted to protect our staff. We wanted to make sure that they were not in fear of losing their jobs. So we put on hold this idea of diversifying 
And we said, hey, look, we may need this money, so let's not spend it on something else and let's save it just in case we need it to cover expenses for a year or two, uh, depending on the downfall with COVID. So about four, four to six months in, um, we noticed like, hey, things are stabilizing. Insurance is doing okay. Um, there's a couple of programs out there that were able to help and assist. And my wife and I said, hey, look, you know, uh, coffee shops have really pivoted. They figured this out. And I looked to her. I remember just sitting right in the kitchen and I just said, yeah, but unfortunately, you know, CDC cut out magazines. And I said, I really want that magazine wall. And she said, you know, it's, uh, she goes, yeah, that's, that is a bummer. And then I looked at her and I said, you know, it's too bad that someone can't just scan a code and enjoy a magazine rack uh, and pick from a magazine digitally from their phone or, you know, quite contrary to what we really wanted, which was people to put their phone down and enjoy a magazine. Uh, now we're telling, asking people to keep their phone up, but we are taking them off of the social media aspect and we're pushing them over to um, reading a, you know, a nice publication uh, depending on their choice. So, um, <clears throat> so I said to her, I said, it's just too bad that that doesn't exist. And then she made the carnal sin to any entrepreneur and she said, well, why isn't there? So while our other companies were kind of like coattail companies that we have proven track records, we could jump on the coattail and, and, and be successful. Not saying that that's, not, that's an easy thing, because it certainly is not. Um, but this was the first time we created something from scratch. Not, no, nothing out there existed. So all of a sudden, Magazine Jukebox came into fruition. Uh, fast forward two years later, we went live in January. And, um, you know, we've been growing ever since. And so now Magazine Jukebox exists. So there's my, there's my story. It's a little long-winded, but uh, normally these podcasts are an hour, so I had to fill some space here. So, uh, but that is, that is my history. There you go, Aaron. Hope that doesn't make you want to quit. <laughs> it does not. Oh, well, all right. That's good. What else you got? What made you get into podcasting, and what are your hopes for this podcast? <laughs> okay, so... Uh, what got us into podcasting? So I've done a couple of podcasts in the past, and um, and I went on this uh, specific podcast one day. And uh, if you guys are listening to this podcast, just know I got nothing but love for you. Um, but I normally would never be on a podcast that was anything but PG thirteen or better. And just because uh, I come from a strong faith background, but I also come from a professional background uh, with my father, because my father very much instilled in me this uh, concept of always being professional, and when you go outside, you carry the Janae name. And by the way, you could pronounce my last name Janae or Janie. doesn't really matter. Um, there's a long, funny story to that. But um, yeah, so I went on this podcast, and it went south really, really fast, and went extremely inappropriate, and it wasn't representative of, of me, wasn't representative of the brand. And so when I got out of that uh, podcast, I, I told myself, hey, moving forward, uh, I'm going to be in control of the content. And so for the most part, I mean, I'm going to ask the questions. And I said, so I want to create a podcast. So I set aside a few thousand dollars to get the right equipment, get everything that we needed and uh, launched a podcast. But, um, you know, furthermore on that is, is that I really wanted to create a podcast that was all about other people, not about me, not about what I've done about what they're doing and how we can learn from them. And uh, thus, you know, we, we launched MJB.Live, uh, went through about 16 or 18 uh, shows. I don't remember the exact number. Uh, and it started creating a tremendous amount of traction. And uh, so we're super excited about it. 
And uh, here we are. So now um, we now have Biztainment Weekly. And I uh, really love the name. Like, I, I just, I think the name is cool. Like, Aaron and I, we sat down and we're like, all right, if we're going to do this, we've got to go uh, no guts, no glory kind of situation. And uh, so we started coming up with all kinds of n- names. And I said, uh, fail to win. And then I was like, well, that could be a bad play on words. And, and then, uh, you know, because in entrepreneurship, a lot of times you you do have to fail, um, or that you will fail before you succeed. So, um, yeah. So that's why we got into podcast and super excited. What else you got, Aaron? What's this podcast about? Well, this podcast, yeah, is specific to um, entrepreneurs, uh, intrapreneurs, innovative, uh, you know, people, um, new technology. Uh, you know, emerging technologies or businesses that are going to, you know, potentially save or change how things go um, in in the future. Uh, But I also want to talk to founders, uh, those who have successfully exited. I want to talk to venture capitalists. I want to talk to uh, investors themselves and and just talk to them what has them, you know, interested in businesses, what tapped them to uh, believing in um, you know, certain companies and, and also some getting some of the ugly too. Like what was it that ended up pulling someone away from, uh, that investment? Why did you not invest? What was it about the team? What was it about the company? So I want to learn from them. I want to learn from, uh, you know, from even those who are working inside companies, uh, that are excellent, like top of their, top of their game, um, amazing people, um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really interested in, in talking to them as well and how they became such strong entrepreneurs within the company. Yeah, that's all I got. All right. So that was, uh, that was pretty simple. That was really it. That was, I thought I, I thought we had more questions in there. He's shaking his head no at me. So look, Hey guys, look, we're gonna, we're gonna round this out. But again, what I want to do is I just want to encourage everyone who's listening to this, please share this with your friends, family, post it, share it, comment on it. Uh, If there's things you don't like about it, comment on it. Tell us. Uh, Tell us what you do want to hear. Because, you know, if we don't hear something directly from you, the listener, then and there's something that's not, um, you know, not the, you know, not the hopes that you guys are trying to get to or, or listen to, then then uh, we, we don't mind pivoting and changing because this is all about you and it's all about our listeners and viewers. And, and um, But that being said, also remember, I can't make everybody happy. So uh, we will try our best. Uh, but uh, again, find us online. Um, I believe our website is biztainmentweekly.com and you'll be able to go right on there and uh, be able to set up a, a time slot for that works for you to be on our show. So... Uh, now also, you know what, one of the most important things about the show that we're going to be doing is going to be, we're going to continue to do LinkedIn moment. And, uh, so I do want to talk about that real quick, if that's okay, Aaron, if I can just chat about LinkedIn moment. Yes. And, uh, so on LinkedIn moment, um, we like to always bring out positive posts on LinkedIn. Um, we, I came up with this idea, uh, a while ago. And uh, it has done very, very well. Uh, so I look for people on that are on my feed and that I can talk about something positive that they posted, that they put out there, and I read it verbatim. So if you have a LinkedIn post that you posted that is positive that you would like to bring to my attention, please shoot me a message. 
so that way I can at least see it. I can't guarantee I'll air it, but I certainly would like to see it, and you never know, may be able to bring it on. So I'm going to kick this off with a LinkedIn moment that I thought was super cool, and this comes from Hampton Roads Alliance, and um, although I don't know them personally, but it states on here, it says, congratulations to Old Dominion University, which was uh, recently named a National College of Distinction for the 2022-2023 academic year. ODU also received field of study badges uh, for its business, education, engineering, nursing, and career development programs, and was recognized for efforts in equity and inclusion and military support, which is excellent, excellent, excellent. I love Old Dominion University. My wife has an undergrad from there. Uh, and on top of that, uh, our son actually is going to their soccer camp, and he's only six, but the college uh, kids there teaching soccer are doing amazing jobs. Uh, the thing that threw me off for that, Aaron, which you may appreciate, is that uh, most of the people, when I got there, most of the coaches are all from another country. So it was, it was really cool. Some were from Ireland. I think some were from uh, Scotland or New Zealand. And uh, really cool to meet these guys, but uh, they're doing a great job over there. So way to go to you. Very, very proud of you and uh, excited to continue to contribute and uh, see uh, what, what happens next. So anyways, LinkedIn moment. Don't forget, send it, share it with me so that way we can talk about it. And uh, other than that, I'll look for it. And if you don't want me to read your post, then don't be my friend. All right. Thanks, guys. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the show. Enjoy the show. And uh, we'll see you next time. 